How can you be assertive without feeling like you're about to throw up? Hi, welcome to another episode of Business Mindset Mastery. My name is Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and performance coach for business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always find me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And assertiveness really can kind of give us that throw up in our mouth feeling sometimes. Standing in our truth, asking for what we want, setting a boundary, telling someone when they've hurt our feelings, having the hard conversations. The conversation of assertiveness comes up in so many different areas of business. Sometimes it's on a team when you have to disagree with someone else's point of view. Sometimes it's when you're setting a boundary with a client. Sometimes for people in nine to five, it's going to be with their boss or with their other colleagues and team players. How do you speak your truth? How do you stand up for yourself, say what you want without being frozen, paralyzed, or feeling like you're about to be sick? That's where we're going in today's listener question. So let's just dive in. I promise you won't need a bucket next to you while you listen. Here goes. Hi, Heather. I'm pretty new to you and what you do. I was referred to your show by a friend. I just listened to a few episodes and I don't run my own business. So I'm not sure if my question will be a fit for you. I'm a trial attorney. My win column is high, my lose column is low, and I was just informed by my boss, one of the partners in the firm, that I'm responsible for bringing in more new clients than many of my peers and colleagues at my same level. He sees that I get referred a lot of work, but that I'm not selling myself, putting our firm out there, and that I'm not assertive enough in getting new business directly. He said clearly, your work is part of why our firm has a growing reputation as the one who wins. He then, however, said, I'm being too quiet about it, that I have to start leading with my success, talking stats, and selling my win-loss record. I want to keep doing a good job for my firm, and obviously I'm proud of my work, but I'm not like my peers. I'm not going to add some flash to my presentation to seem bigger and better to seem bigger and better. I want my work to stand for itself. I don't want to do what he's asking of me. I don't know how. I'm intimidated and overwhelmed by the request. I was happier in my little office with everyone walking on by. Now I imagine that everyone thinks this of me, that I'm not pulling my own weight, that I'm not trying. Now I feel unsure and paralyzed and like I just want to throw up. I'm not the person he's asking me to be. I'm not going to be any good at this. I am able to do it in a courtroom because it's kind of like acting. I take on a role. I say my point of view. I know I'm fighting for my clients and that's how I get through. But how can I step up and be a team player in my office? How can I be what he's asking of me? Okay. First of all, take a deep breath. You are completely, completely creating a story out of your own head that the whole world in your office now sees you as someone who's not a team player because you're not doing the hard sell. That people have, you're automatically creating that story that you are somehow not good enough because you have gotten this one piece of feedback, this one ask from your supervisor. He's asking you to start talking yourself up more, right? He's basically saying, hey, you're really good at this. You could be like racking up new business with your own, you know, your own win-loss record. Could you step up your sales game? That's what you're being asked to do. 
So I want you to make sure you don't generalize this piece of feedback around this one request in this one specific area to make it a complete reflection of who you are as a professional, how you're viewed in the office, or how well you're doing at your job. I want you to be clear that you know you win more than you lose, that you are generating sales. Did you see the beginning of your letter where you were generating sales? You're simply doing it from referrals, which is awesome, by the way. That's how I built most of my business, through referrals. It is not the worst way to bring in sales. By being so good at your job that people talk about you at the top of their lungs and as soon as someone needs a trial attorney in your specific area, you are the person they think of. That is not the worst problem to have. So the first way you do this without throwing up is to remind yourself of these things. I think as soon as somebody says we have to have the sales conversation, as soon as somebody says you need to be assertive, you need to put yourself out there, you need to speak your truth, because we are demanded in all kinds of ways to be assertive, to stand up for ourselves, to speak our truth, to be provocative, to say the hard thing. It's all one and the same. And right now you are being asked to be assertive assertive with sales. I know enough about the legal profession to know that that is part of the job expectation is bringing in new business. Now, here's the thing is you immediately created a story that being more directive in sales, talking about your win-loss record means you need to do it the way your boss does it, or you need to do it what the way that like the sleazy sales guy in your office does it. I'm totally making it up. I don't know that you have a sleazy <laughs> sales guy in your office, but but I'm imagining that you have a very specific picture of what this looks like. And one of the ways that you can be assertive without feeling sleazy, without feeling like you're putting on a dog and pony show or, you know, like doing the cheap flash in the pan thing is to speak to people about what you know, to make sure that when you are asked a question, you answer it with your knowledge, with your experience, with your expertise. When someone says something that you disagree with, that you speak the argument, you identify why you disagree with it, and you send them in the right direction. You don't have to leave your expertise with the law and with trials at the door for a sales conversation. You can use your win-loss record, your the way you've achieved success, how you you've learned the dance in the courtroom, how you've prepared cases, how you work with your paralegals, all of the steps you take to set you up for success, you can start talking about those. You can start telling people, this is what you're going to need if you want to win your case. You're going to need to be prepared with this. You're going to need to be thinking about this. And these are the things you're going to need to know. All of that is the same way as saying, I do this, I do that, I'll deliver this, I'll do that. When you speak from a place of knowledge, when you speak from a place of experience, you don't have to say, hey world, look at me, look at what I just did, this is my loss, win-loss record, look at me, look at me, come in, come in, come in. You can let your knowledge, your experience speak for itself. And then work on creating those opportunities. I'm not sure 
how people do lead generation when it comes to, you know, the attorney profession. I don't know if this is about getting on listings. I don't know if this is showing up at networking events. I'm not sure of the lead generation part. So you're going to probably want to consult with somebody who knows that part. But once you're in that environment, if it's at a networking event, if it's at drinks after work, if it's, you know, somewhere you want to speak to what it is you know. You want to talk about your your passion, the kinds of cases that light you up, the kind of work that gets you really excited. Show people who you are. Just talk about the thing that you love. Talk about how you've come to win so much, how you've come to know which cases are going to be the win cases, how to choose which clients to believe in, your thought process, your decision-making process. All of those things that make you awesome in the courtroom can be the things you talk about in prospective client meetings. But what ends up happening for people who say, I don't do sales, or I'm not going to be the flashy guy, I'm not wearing the slick suit coming in with the slick presentation, is you opt for silence. And that's your biggest mistake. That's where you really screw yourself over. If you promise yourself in these meetings that you're simply going to show up, that you're going to have the conversation. You are going to give the prospective client the information they need to be protected by the law, that you are going to inform them of any opportunities they have, that you are going to do what you're good at. Because I think what ends up happening for people like you is you, you you almost put the pause button on that awesomeness. You put the pause button on that skill set until they become your client. And that's how you're so awesome for them, right? Like they press play, they press glow. You show up for that first meeting. You wow them. You show up. You're prepared. You make the argument. You win. It makes them want to refer everybody they know to you. All you have to do is do that part before you get the sale. All of the things you've done to earn these referrals, you just have to do the same thing to get new business. You don't have to be a different person, deliver it in a different way, or show up like, you know, the salesperson. You get to show up as you and talk about like, hey, let me tell you why I like working here. Let me tell you what the best part of being on this team is about. Let me tell you why it's so great to be a client here. Here's what you can expect. You can deliver the information they need and the way you have come to know that they need to hear it. You don't have to put on a role. You don't have to put on a new persona. It sounds like that's what you do in the courtroom. I don't, You maybe you need to do it for these sales conversations, but I don't think you do. What I think you need to do is tune into your expertise, tune into the thing that makes you great and be unafraid to show up. Start those conversations and engage in them when they end up happening, perceive the opportunities to have them, to just talk about what what you do, how you've come to do what you do, how you've come to know what you know. You don't have to do the heavy sales pitch. You can show up with your expertise so that people become curious about you. Well, how could I work with you? How do I how do I get you assigned as my lawyer? Or, you know, my brother's been in trouble. How can I get him in touch with 
with you. You can show up using your history, using the thing that makes you great as the selling point, and you can show them so that you don't have to tell them. That is an easier place and an easier direction to be assertive rather than feeling the pressure to be demanding, rather than feeling the pressure to be heavy-handed or sort of bossy or controlling about the interaction. You can show up authentically, but you have to show up at the table. You have to participate. You have to perceive the opportunities to demonstrate your expertise. And then if you're going to do one tweak differently, if you're going to just move the needle in one direction closer to building new business, I would encourage you to ask for the sale to say, hey, after doing this for five years, this is what I've learned. The best attorneys do this. The best firms support their clients by doing that, et cetera, et cetera. You're going to lay it out. You're going to talk about what you know. You're going to talk about your experience. And then you're just going to add what we call a call to action. This idea that you're going to direct them, request of them, or otherwise encourage them to get in touch. And you're going to say, hey, I really love talking to you about this. It sounds like you're in a tough situation right now. If you would like me to work with you, I would be happy to consider your case. Here's how to get in touch with me. And then, you know, or to say it was really great talking to you. I hope that this information has been helpful. I'm going to follow up with you in a couple of days and check in and see how you're doing because I, I want to make sure you find the right person for the job. That's the last. I, I know your skin's probably crawling. You're feeling that throw up coming up. You're near the throat again. But you have to tell people what you want them to do. I think so many times we make that assumption that if we're awesome, if we over deliver, if we show up, if we just, you know, talk ourselves up, they will honestly, automatically just want to work with us. I think sometimes we still need to direct them because sometimes when we show up too confidently or we talk with too much assertiveness, sometimes the story can be that we're too busy or that we don't have room or that we're, you know, too good for them or something. So you always, when it feels appropriate, when it feels like a case that you do want to take or you think would be a good case for someone else in the firm, you want to be able to say so. And you just invite them and direct them to how to have that opportunity so that you can continue the engaging conversation, that sales conversation. It is a sales conversation, but you get to do it your way because my guess is as soon as you have that first session with someone, that first client meeting, you are putting them at ease. You're letting them know why they're in the best hands, how you're going to be able to help them, your two cents on the case, and you speak in a way that reassures them. All I'm asking you to do is start that conversation a little bit earlier in the process and perhaps be the person who initiates that conversation, who starts it, has it, and then is a little unafraid to follow up after. Assertiveness can look differently for you and me. I can do it one way. You can do it your way. You get to find the way that works for you, that's consistent with how you are, who you are and how you get set up for success because you know the deal you need ongoing cases in order to make an ongoing living right and this has happened naturally through the referral 
mental process, the only thing you need to do is to create a little bit of intention about it, like and cre- create a little intention behind it and with it so that you're with mindfulness, knowing what you're going after, what you're trying to achieve for yourself and the goals you have. He has given you a request to try to generate more business. And this might in fact be a directive. So perhaps it's a directive. You get to decide how. He's not going to care if you gild the lily a little bit, if you do it a different way. He just wants to see new business coming in and he wants you owning it because your win-loss record is speaking to the company's success. I think that like you have way more good going for you than you realize. I think you have something here that's worth paying attention to. Your skill set, the thing that makes you referable. (laughs) Try saying that one a couple of times. Um, So you just need to do that and show people that. I think sometimes people have these conversations and have these questions and think that they're just going to have to tell people and ask for the sale and show up and do the dog and pony show. You don't have to do that. You can just do it your way. You just have to do it. Thanks so much for, you know, trying me on for size. It doesn't sound like this is, you know, your usual bag. So I'm really glad that as a new listener, you reached out and asked your question. And I hope other people take a cue from you and uh, if they want my two cents on their life situation, their business situation, their work situation, please take this as an open invitation to ask me how I can help you. My in, my email is heather at choose to have it all.com. Thanks so much for listening to me today. I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.